0: And welcome to a new edition of Sportsway Podcast. My name is Fitz Kerrigan, Here's Amart, and we are your hosts for this podcast. A uh, little bit coming out, a uh, cu- little bit coming out for you guys. A little quickly. Um, there's been a lot that's been going on since our last episode, so just felt that it was necessary to get another episode in. A little bit of a rough 36 hours for Wisconsin sports fans. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But right now, let's get started with jfk's topic of the day so for jfk's topic of the day i was watching the since christian's moment was so weird last time excuse I, me i decided excuse my me. i decided my topic can be a little bit weird too so it's my
1: moment i can talk whatever i want
0: okay and it's my topic so let's exactly. get to it uh le- so during the war Warriors Lakers game. The Warriors were up very big. Uh, we'll talk about those stats in a minute. But I thought it was very funny when Jeff Van Gundy was talking about how his father, when he was little, and yes, Christian, Stan Van Gundy and Jeff Van Gundy have the same dad. And um, isn't that they, Yeah, yeah, it really is. And and the the name that – Jeff's dad gave Jeff was Jefferino Van Bundy named him Jefferino Van Bundy so a little bit a little bit weird but I mean after Christian's moment I think that uh, I have the right complete right to say that stuff so a little bit weird but I mean, hey, they were having fun. The Warriors were up big. Warriors fans had a great time. Warriors were having a great time. The only thing that's not good was the Lakers, uh, and which is really good for someone who does not live in California, um, like me. And um, I'm a, a little nervous to see what La- the Lakers are going to do in Game 3 and now that it's going back to L.A. Christian, do you think there's a lot – but do you think this loss overall that was pretty funny? But overall, do you think this loss for the Lakers is demeaning because they already got one? They knew they had to get at least one win on the road in this series, and they already get that. So do you think? Do you think now that they're going back at home, they're now losing a game? Do you think that'll lower their momentum, momentum, or going going back home? Do you think that'll raise it? I think it's gonna raise their
1: momentum. I know we'll talk about this game more in depth. Uh, in a little bit, but I think um, when you have a veteran team like that, I mean, think that, that's at least led by veterans. They know it's just one game at a time. You can't take – you take the highs with the lows. They had a good win uh, in game one, and they had a tough loss in game two. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how tough the loss was. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if they're getting blown out like they did or, or they lost by one. A loss is a loss, and uh, they know they can easily – or not, But they know that they're very capable of winning game three and taking control of the series. So they're not going to get too emotional about one loss. Uh, I know LeBron's going to get them right, and it's going to be another competitive game three, I'm sure.
0: Look, coach? Yeah, look, coach. Yep. All right, that wraps up JFK's topic of the day.
1: Okay. Now time for Mott's moment.
0: Okay, yeah, big I, guy. I want
1: to talk about your your uh thing. You're telling me so they were gonna name Jeff Van Gundy. They are
0: gonna name him Jeff Reno Van Bundy Van Gundy. No, that no, they were not gonna do that. The joke was is that he ate so many hot dogs as a kid and he was overweight that they called him Jeff Reno Van Bundy yeah, as a joke. It was like uh the fact that he um that he ate so many hot dogs as a oh, kid okay. and. Yeah, oh, it's Jeffarino Hot Dog Buddy. Oh,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So A little, little
0: bit funny. again, poking at the fact of his weight. Yeah. Well, Fitz,
1: don't worry. That was a very good uh, JFK's topic. It's your time. And, okay. And I was actually, to be honest, I was just stalling to think of what I was going to talk about. But um, for Matt's moment, uh I want to talk about Colorado because they've undergone some massive changes within that football. I'm talking about Colorado football, within that football program that uh, has really never been seen before, especially new times as we talked about maybe for the last year or, yeah, for the last couple of years maybe. uh, We've been seeing that the new changes in college football. With the transfer portal and NIL, it's really uh, unprecedented times for college football. We've never seen anything like this in um, college sports, and everyone's still getting used to it. But basically, the thing was—I'm sure you heard of this, Fitz—but you know, Colorado, a lot, a lot, they, a lot. I think like maybe forty of their players. I'm not—I'm not exactly sure. I I should look. I should look it up. But I think forty of their players may have hit the transfer portal. Have you have you been hearing about this?
0: Yes, I At have. Fifty seven.
1: And... It says fifty seven of their players have entered the transfer portal. I think the reason for that is is that
0: Deion Sanders recruited so many people from Jackson State. I don't think they wanted the Colorado I don't think the current Colorado football players wanted to be a part well, of. Well,
1: I, I think you're on the right track there. I don't think it necessarily Jackson State, but I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So basically, uh, what, what they're saying is, D- just you know how like when there's a coaching change, the uh, the, the coach, the new coach will often like fire the assistant coaches from the other head coach, you know, like that. I do. That's basically like what's going on here in Colorado. So they're basically, he's basically pushing out all the old uh, football players that were on the team, uh, when he took over before he took over and he's gonna, uh, bring his whole new squad of guys from the transfer portal, new recruits, uh, maybe some, like you said, from Jackson state. But this is very different. We've never seen anything like this before, where basically a whole team is uh, renewed uh, with a with I mean or refreshed, I should say, with a new coach. And it's it's definitely an interesting philosophy. I heard uh, one guy talking about it, how like there's not fifty out of those fifty seven players. There's plenty of like uh, good enough starters that could have stayed on that team. Like, for example, like a, there was one that went – a guy that went to transfer to UCLA, which is a, a better te- – which has a better football program than Colorado in these recent years. So it's definitely interesting that he's basically getting rid of or forcing the old Colorado players out. Um, and we'll see if this works out or if this blows up in his face. But um, – Fifty-two people entering the transfer portal—that's—that's that's just crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, yeah, it I says do. One, one
1: more thing: it says seventy-one players have entered since August, so this is even even more since August. So that's just it's just insane. I
0: know, I know. Um, I mean, it's just—it's also just crazy how. I mean, it just left. After they just left out there. Dion took over. I mean. I mean, we've seen this before, though. It's not the first time. It's not. It shouldn't be a surprise that this is not the first time
1: we've seen. This is the first time we've seen this.
0: Well, like for this, I mean, Colorado—they've had a bad football program the last a couple years leading up to that. They kind of turned it around a little bit, but I mean,
1: not last year.
0: Yeah, not last year at all. Last year was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's Mott's moment. All right, so we're gonna go into football, and then we're gonna go into the news of uh, Wisconsin sports, and then we'll go into the playoffs. So right now, the main headline is that it's official Lamar Jackson finally signed his five year two hundred and sixty million dollars contract with the Ravens. Very well deserved, it, even though he did not have, play at all last year. I think it's still deserving of him. Um, former Heisman winner. and he, he played last year. What are you talking about? He did not play a lot. He did not play a lot, and I think it was well-deserved because I think at the beginning of the year, the year he should have gotten a contract. Last year, Christian, he was not in a, on a contract at all. Yeah. Well, I Zero think... income. Really? Dude. This rookie deal, they could have given him a new contract, and they didn't. Okay, his rookie deal, he was still making money. Yeah, he was not making as much as he was deserve. People thought he was deserving of though. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, that I think that's because he didn't. That's partly because he didn't have an agent, and they didn't feel it wasn't normal for them to negotiate. That's valid.
0: That's valid. Okay. What do you?
1: Th- Lamar signing for the Ravens. What do I think about it? Yeah. Well, I think it's a great success for him, especially since he 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 negotiated this deal by himself. Got he got paid, and I'm sure the Ravens feel good about it. Uh, it was really uncertain times uh, for Baltimore with all this going around. I, I for one thought that he was going to get traded, but you know it all worked out in the end. And Baltimore, they, since they've re-signed him, they've already made some big moves, pretty big moves, to give him some more weapons, which he did not have very much of last year. You still have some, some young young receivers that are there and Devin DuVernay and guys like that. But now they added uh, a good veteran presence and uh, OBJ, who has come off the last time he played, he won a Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. they just signed Zay Flowers, who I was I really thought he was going to be good. I I, I, I I talked in the last episode how I thought he was going to be a charger, but we drafted Quentin Johnson. But I, I'm mm-hmm. sure Zay Flowers is going to be a good play for them. He's they still got his big target in the middle down there and Mark Andrews. So, you know, I think that this this could be a very good uh Ravens team.
0: Hundred percent agree. Um I think the Ravens got some some potential for sure. They got depth um and excited to see what they can produce. I but do you think if Lamar does not have a good year then this contract is kind of a failure. Yeah, it's, I'd say
1: so, I guess. Um, so, you, you think the pressure, you think the pre- oh, it's a filler for the Ravens? Well, yeah, I think, I think, I'm pretty sure I, I saw it correctly, but I think he got like $70 million in signing bonus. Or uh, that might be, that seems like a lot, but I'll look it up. But he, he gets a, a ton of money just for signing the contract. So, his it's a success for him already. Now he's just got to prove that he deserves this deal. And now the rate, it's all on the Ravens. All the pressure's on the Ravens now that. I mean, mm-hmm. like the pressure's on him. Don't get me wrong, but the the stress is like on the Ravens because you know if this doesn't work out, that's a lot of money they they.
0: So do you think this is the Ravens' make or break year? No,
1: I don't. I, I'm not expecting them to be super. Um, I'm not expecting them to go make a deep run into the playoffs. Um, but I think this is this is the beginning of a, a team that could actually, if they keep building the right way, could uh, be pretty impactful in the afc um i think they're they're starting to build a good team i don't think they're there yet but if zay flowers if he can really be uh a premier receiver and if they could get like a really a reliable running back um i think this could be and and their defense continues to do good because they 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 definitely got some good players on the defensive ball this offseason so this could i think this could be the beginning of a of a Super Bowl contending team I don't think they're A contending team now But I think they could be
0: In the next couple of years If they continue To build it right Yeah I mean It's all up to the Ravens In my opinion they, They'll look I think they'll look stupid If Lamar does not have A good year Because he wasted All that money on him Well, And all that He's an MVP quarterback Has he won an MVP? Yeah You don't remember? I do But I mean It's been a long time I forgot a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Okay, <laughs> sorry. You got a... Wait. A former Pro Bowler.
1: Yeah, he has a $72.5 million signing bonus. I that is saw that
0: right. That is massive. That is
1: $72.5 million right in the bank with that sign of the pen.
0: That is, that is that is a lot of money. So he
1: didn't get it. I know for a long time the contract wasn't going through. Like it wasn't working out because Lamar wanted a lot of guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson got. But he got a heck of a lot in his signing bonus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Christian, give us the uh, details of the Dexter Lawrence Signing deal. Okay, Dexter Lawrence became the third highest
1: paid defensive tackle in the NFL after he reached terms with the with the um, New York Giants for four. The years. New York Football Giants. Okay. Uh, do, is that what they call themselves now?
0: That's mm, one of their nicknames.
1: Well, I'm going to give them New York Giants. They gotta, they gotta make it. They gotta do good. For them during that game. Um, well, did they, wait? Did they win? Oh yeah, they won a game. The yeah,
0: they're okay. good.
1: The New York Football Giants.
0: Yeah, the New York returns, Football
1: Giants with Dexter Lawrence for a four-year, ninety million dollar contract with sixty million dollars guaranteed, and he's the third highest paid. As I said, behind Aaron Donald and Jeffrey Simmons. Aaron Donald of the Rams, and Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. So he's a, definitely a big uh, piece uh, in this Giants defense. One of the pure, premier defensive tackles. It's always helpful to have a big defensive tackle down there, uh, as the Chargers basically lacked that last year. Um, and stopping the run, like the defensive tackle, they might not always get the best stats on getting all the tackles or all the sacks, but if they can really clog up the middle in those runs, it can basically stop the run, the running play in its tracks and uh, allow time for, like, the linebackers and defensive ends to close in and uh, tackle, the guy, tackle the guys. But, Dexter, don't get me wrong, Dexter Lawrence had a great year last year, 35 solo tackles, seven and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and that's pretty good defensive tackle
0: numbers, and he's only 25, so... This is a I yeah he's, he's got a lot in. of potential the fact that he's signing this big of a deal at how young he is he's got a lot of potential and he's got I think he's got honestly I think he's got to live up to it
1: yeah well he's gonna be locked in for the next four years so he'll be 29 by the time this contract's up and you know I think in this next four years that he I think this is the New York shot that they need to really uh, build make their team real competitive. Because I think four years is about the window I, I would give the Giants to make a competitive run.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. The they make it or break it. Yeah. I think these the next New four York, years are going to be the Giants. The New York the football. The New York football Giants. Yep. All right. Um, before we go on to the last 36 hours of Wisconsin sports, I just want to put it out there that Former Jaguars tight end Dan Arnold reached a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think it, for the Eagles, it adds another receiver for Jalen Hurts. Um, he's well, a Ar-
1: good run, run blockers too.
0: Mm-hmm. Dan Arnold play. If you uh, for those of you who don't know Dan who Dan Arnold is, he spent a couple years with the Cardinals. Um, I think he spent one year with Jacksonville, and then now he's going to in Philadelphia. But I think for Philadelphia, it's a good uh, it's a good addition. He's got experience. He's got um, Experience playing in the NFL, and I think I think for um, it's just another it's just another person to add for Philadelphia, who's all, I think already a pretty stacked team, if you're asking me. But we just gotta we just gotta see how it goes and go from there. I think Philadelphia could have a breakout year this year. I think they could. They're my right now. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl because of all the people that they added some good people in the draft. Yeah, yeah they, they got they got Jalen Carter.
1: Like they also got younger too, which is really yeah.
0: Cool. I mean, and Jalen Hurts signed that massive contract. Yeah, this is this could be the beginnings of uh. I do too. I think this is good for years they, yes, to come. They, I think yeah, I think and that the Eagles losing the year but to the Chiefs, I think that only motivates them even more. They only they had the best record in the NFL last year, regular season wise. They only had one loss. They had two losses the whole year. The other one came in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I think this is the beginning of an Eagles an Eagles run that could potentially go down as one of the best uh, if, if they can pull it off. If they can pull it off, I think this Eagles team could go down as one of the best teams ever because I think for me, me personally, a lot of the Teams that lose in the championship the year before, they come back stronger. I mean, you look at Phoenix. They lost in the finals in 2021 to the Bucs. Next year, best record in the NBA. Boston, they lost to Golden State. Best record for most of the regular season. Um, and who lost... Won- the Bengals, they started out they started out a little slow, but Joe Burrow kind of regained their focus, and they they were making a run up until the end when that rookie got a stupid rough-in-the-passer call. So I think this is just the beginning of, for Philadelphia. Do you think so? Yeah.
1: yeah, I definitely agree with you, and I got to give a lot of props and to their general manager. And uh, head coach. Well, I, I want to say... Well, yeah, their head coach, but I'm talking about like this roster construction. They, they, this draft by the Eagles was incredible. They, they got a Steele and Jalen Carter, uh, or, a, a, you know, these guys haven't played a snap in the NFL yet, but could looks like from the outside right now a steel and Jalen Carter. They got a really good edge rusher, in Nolan Smith, and uh, just the this um, Eagles. I don't know why I forgot his name.
0: Do you know his name? Who Dan Arnold? No. The Eagles' general manager. No, I don't know his name off that's the top like a, of my head. Gonna, but their head it. coach is Nick Sirianni. Sirianni. Yeah, Sirianni.
1: Sirianni. Okay,
0: Howie Roseman. Yeah,
1: Howie Roseman. He's really cemented himself as one of the top general managers in this league. As we remember Fitz, he pulled off a great trade with the Titans last year to get AJ Brown, and this year, yeah, that do?
0: led him to a Super Bowl. What did he do? He drafted Jalen Carter. He re Jalen, yeah, did
1: uh, Jalen Hurts in the second round.
0: Yeah, and, that that and was now, a steal. And now he's on a ma- and now he just signed him to a major contract. And he and he even traded.
1: Don't don't forget about this because this could be a really big move for them this year, uh, and how their team does this year too. Looking back, he traded. He got a, gave up a fourth round pick for who? De- De- uh, uh Deandre Swift. Deandre Swift. Yeah. Yeah. And adding another. Uh, Georgia Bulldog to the Philly Dogs, mm-hmm. and um,
0: the yeah, Philly he, Dogs. Roseman, Love it.
1: He, he's just been cooking up these last few years, and
0: mm-hmm. well, he's been cooking up these last few months. Last year, well, last year, am, a couple months.
1: Yeah. So like, he, this is he, crazy.
0: This, they this it, is... after the AJ Brown deal, everything went uphill. Yeah, and it's. I think it'll continue to go uphill. I think yeah. this Eagles. I mean, they should come. They should come into week one with the mentality that they have nothing to lose. The teams that have nothing to lose end up playing better than the teams who have something to lose. Well, and don't forget, he's also
1: led them to this Howie Roseman on the same topic of Howie Roseman. He was also the one that put together the team that won the Super Bowl with, well, the,
0: Carson, Nick Foles, with Carson
1: Wentz after Nick, Nick, Carson Wentz Nick, got injured. As Nick Foles,
0: Nick Foles had like a one-hit wonder. Howie
1: Roseman was the the general manager to put that put that team together.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta give this guy a lot of credit. I mean, they were bad for the I think they were terrible the COVID year. That's when that was Wentz's last year. Yeah. Um and they rebounded right away. Yeah. I mean you could just see the impact Carson Wentz had on that team that was derailing him. And now he's and now since he's gone, they've gone uphill. They got AJ Brown. That's a weapon. They got DeAndre Swift. That's a runner. They got Dan Arnold. He's got experience. This Eagles team is legit. Yeah. I'm calling it. Right now, I, I think they'll win the Super Bowl. I know it's I know it's bold and I know it's early, but right now they're looking like the team to beat for the Super Bowl in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Um it, it has been a it has been a very rough thirty-six hours for uh, Wisconsin sports fans, and it started yesterday morning when I woke up to the news of Randall Cobb signing a one-year deal with the New York, the New York Football Jets, and um, the New York Football Jets, and I think that. Rodgers is totally the GM of the Jets, dude. I mean if you get Mercedes Lewis, the Jets do, that is definitely, that Rodgers is totally the GM of that of that Jets team. They got Lazard. They got Cobb. Odell signed with the Ravens. We didn't expect him to go to the Jets. Um and if you get Mercedes Lewis, that's like the three main guys that you're asking for. So I kind of find it hard. Just I mean, Randall Cobb. Let's let's uh, let's put it all out there. He's washed. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Well, then how are you?
1: Because it's funny. You're saying this is like a loss for the Packers, but you're saying he's. He's got
0: experience. He's got experience. But overall, yes, that's because his fundamentals are. So are you mad or happy that he's gone? Um, I'm sad because he's been with us for so long. But I think that this frees up cap space because I think we were paying him a little much. Um, And I think that this also is a big piece for Rodgers, which is not all that pleasing to me. He's with the Jets now and he's partying it up in New York every going to Knicks games, going to Ranger games with sauce. Crazy. With sauce. You can't forget the sauce. Um, okay. but I, I honestly think that he, I mean, overall, I think the main loss for us, yes, he's wa- he's wa at the same time, yes, he's washed, and yes, this is a big loss. The only loss for us. Was his leadership to the younger guys. He is a veteran. Once Devontae Adams left, he was the like the veteran guy to, that the rookies go to when they need help. So that's the only reason why I see him leaving as a loss. Otherwise, get him out of Green Bay. Get him out of Green Bay. He's, he's washed. I, saw, I also saw this coming just because. Rogers wish list and how good of a relationship Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers have. It's like Christmas for Aaron. No, it's not. Yes, it is. He's getting all his things on his wish list. Once Mercedes Lewis comes, then it'll be Christmas. Mercedes Lewis is even more washed than Randall Cobb. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. The only reason why people call him washed is because he had that one fumble in the... A NFC divisional game against the 49ers and they, and it turned their own momentum around and they ended up losing the game on a field goal.
1: No, it's because he has he had six catches for twenty two yards last year.
0: Yeah, but dude, he's a Mercedes Lewis is a short route runner. Look, <laughs> man, I don't know why third. I don't know I don't know why you keep laughing. This ain't funny. What? You're so sad that Mercedes Lewis left? He hasn't left yet.
1: Wait, you're so sad about maybe losing Look, man,
0: look, man. I'm sad when any Packer considers leaving.
1: But you weren't about Aaron
0: Rodgers. Well, because, dude, he's a diva. (laughs) He's a diva, 110%.
1: You weren't you weren't sad about Zed- Zedarius Smith leaving last year?
0: Oh, well, yeah, I was because we re-signed Preston Smith, and I cried after that v- Vikings Week One game because Zedarius Smith had an amazing game and figuratively or literally, both. Really? Yes, he had an he had an amazing Week One it was against the Packers. What did I, Preston
1: it, Smith do last year?
0: Terrible. <laughs> I look, when it happened, I was like, eh. He's they, they give washed. him some credit though. He had he had eight and a half sacks. I I mean, I guess. But I, I was like, eh, he like he's washed. And then signed with the Vikings and I told Connor, I'm like, eh, he's washed. And then when he was doing well, Connor Cook was getting on my case about it. And he was driving me insane. Just because I was tired of hearing it, because I mean He's like, I, 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 kept saying like, "Oh, it's Darius Smith's watch," just because I was mad that the Packers got rid of him. And Connor's like, mm, you "Sure about that?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like, I, I stood my ground for that stuff, but it was not pleasing. Yeah. That was it was embarrassing. But I mean, as a sports fan, you gotta stand your ground sometimes. So. Um. But Christian, overall, what do you think about the Packers? Because I'm a little nervous just because they have a lot of young guys. But I think Jordan Love is totally committed in getting them better and getting himself better. So that's a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, so um, you know, I said like the Giants, like they're they have like a, a window of maybe like four years, I think, to win. To do good and win. Mm-hmm. I I, would, I just want to expand upon that a little bit. I think a big part of that is Saquon Barkley, you know, running backs in this league have been devalued and, uh, or just like, they don't last too long. And so you're yeah. only get like the next four good years out of Saquon Barkley. So I just want to expand upon that, but on that, like I, like that or going off of that, I think if the Packers, if Jordan love shows some good potential this year, yeah, I'm not expecting him to be perfect, nor Neither I, am I. are mo- most Packers fans. Yeah, you can say. But mm. if he can show some promise, th- the Packers could have a 10-year window to be good. It, mm-hmm. as, if he could turn into that guy for Green Bay, they could have the next 10 years to build around him. So, um, you know, th- this this could all end in failure if he just does terrible and, you know, if he th- makes a couple bad picks during the year and that really hurts his confidence. But if he rides the highs with the lows and stay and keeps getting better throughout the year, because this is going to be his first full year of being the starter and his first first time really being getting like more than like one game of playing. Um, I think you guys could really be good for the next decade as long as you build, keep building around him cuz you know young teams they they might not be good all, right away like i'm not going to yeah. use guys to come out of your division I'm, I'm sure you aren't but if you guys could if jordan left this plays year. like he, we he, like a lot of packers fans think he can and if you guys can keep building around him with this young team you guys could be good for for a while, for a, a while.
0: i know and um I don't I, I don't remember all this stuff because I mean I when Rogers when Favre was about to leave I was like one years old I don't remember any of this well my dad said was Favre got so in two thousand six or seven Favre got injured in a, in a the, in a game Aaron Rodgers came in, in the second half and he played all right and then he I mean but if he played all right and Love played all right I'm excited to see what Love has his potential that's why I keep hyping him up because I asked my dad. How was is, how is Rodgers at this time? How was Rodgers and blah, blah, blah? Because Rodgers is definitely going to go down as a Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks to play this game. He's got my respect in that category. Him as a person is meh. But he's definitely got my respect in the football category. And I kept, I just, I'm, I'm asking my dad. I'm like, well, was Rodgers like this? Was Rodgers like that? Just to get an idea of what we're getting and to see like what's similar with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rogers watched Favre for three years before Rogers took the starting job. Love has watched Rogers for three years, and now he's taking that starting job. That's why I'm so excited because it's kind of like a mirror of Rogers and Love. They were both first round draft picks, and um, they're both. So they were both first round draft picks, and they have made. And they're both, they've both watched their – they've had the other quarterback. They watched the other quarterback for three years. And – And but what I really like about Jordan Love right now is that he's showing up to minicamp getting work in. Like, he's developing these receivers. Rodgers didn't do that. Rodgers was just like, eh, I'm in – I'm on my own island in Cabo. Have fun up there in Green Bay. Like, he didn't do that. Didn't do that one bit. When he was last year, now and it was per, and Love was getting reps with those guys, while Rodgers was in Cabo enjoying himself. Now Love is getting now Love has this chance, and this is all up to him. We I told I think I said this in the last episode when we resigned him. This is all up to him because the Packers and eh, they give are they giving him a lot of money? Yes, for a guy who hasn't really started a lot of games, but I think he has the potential to live up to there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he has the potential and we, he's just, he's, he's played games before. We know that, but I'm not, if he is all right this year, I'll take that. I'm not expecting us to win the Super Bowl. I'm not expecting us to win the NFC North. I'm not expecting us to make the playoffs. Like, this is a rebuilding season right now. This is to see what Jordan Love can do for your franchise and building and with the potential because he signed a one-year deal. I think this is his opportunity to prove himself that he's worthy of that contract. 100%. That's up to him whether he wants it or not.
1: Well, I definitely agree because he's not going to be given a a ton of chances to, um, you know, be be good. This he, he's on, like you said. He's on a one year contract. He's already made a ton of money just sitting behind Rodgers as a first round draft pick. Um and so you know if he doesn't show promise this year, if he has a, a terrible season, and the Packers, especially if the Packers had a terrible year and they're sitting at a, a near a top pick, they they're not gonna hesitate to go quarterback. So um. You know, he well they draft. also just they also just
0: drafted Sean Clifford.
1: Well, he, he was like a fifth round or fourth round or whatever. That's just a backup, you know, because we saw with the Niners how crazy their quarterback situation. Teams are making sure that they have at least a couple of backups that are ready to go. But yeah, um, I just think he needs to sh- play good enough and make the team good enough to at least to To earn a multi year contract, because I think it's going to be very unlikely that the Packers are going to sign him to another one year contract after this one. So Yeah, they'd either, either they'd, either, earns, get them, they'd get either get rid of
0: him. It's either going to be he earns a, a
1: multi year contract after this year or he doesn't.
0: I think it's yeah come for down sure. with that yeah. And th- this is, he has the he controls his own destiny. I know. Uh, in a couple of our our episodes, um. The Christian Watson caught a Jordan Love duck. I named it that just because I didn't want Jordan Love to play. Now that now that he's – as soon as I saw the thing that's – as soon as I saw an article that read Jordan Love calls out Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs to get working in South L.A., I'm like, dude, this guy, this, this guy is committed. He loves the game of football. He will not – he will do his best to get his, him and – his receivers to the best they can be. I'm like, this guy is committed, and that's when I started getting excited for Jordan Love because I realized all the comparisons and all the same things he had as Rodgers. That's when I really started getting excited for Jordan Love. Yeah. Like before that, it was like, eh, it's Rodgers' backup. Now he's, now he's the, now he's the sheriff in town, and he's, and it's up to him to prove himself. Because right now he's just right now he's just looked at as oh it's the guy that the Packers wasted their first round on. No, show them who you are. Make them remember your name. Facts. Mhm. All right, now let, enough about the Randall Cobb situation and stuff like that. Yeah, the other tough news of the rough 36 hours is the Milwaukee Bucks fired their head coach today, Mike Budenholzer, after five years with the after five years with the team. Uh, GM John Horst pulled the plug on that about three o'clock um, Pacific Arizona California Pacific right pulled that um, pulled that trade or I got the notification uh, pulled that trigger um, right or, uh, today I don't know about what time but I saw my phone about like three o'clock uh, Arizona time yeah um, and, I mean, what Christian, first of all, I just want to hear your initial reactions. Bec- uh, what do you think about this? Because, yeah, the Bucks lost to the Heat in five, but we couldn't, they couldn't defend Jimmy Butler. Keep that in mind. Would you agree they couldn't defend Jimmy Butler? Yeah, J- Jimmy Butler went crazy. But do you think this is a ne- – and I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Do you think this is necessary to have him fired? Hmm. This is
1: definitely a tough question. I, I do want to speak on this. I think if he's lost his support from the, the locker room, I think it is necessary. What I mean by that is if if players like Giannis and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, if they went up if when they met with they because they definitely met with the front office after the year, after the disappointing year. And if they disappointing they, postseason, the regular
0: season was amazing.
1: Yeah, postseason, whatever. If they if they uh were said that like they d- didn't like how coach Budenholzer handled the year and they're they don't think he's the right guy for the job then I think this is a good call by the the, the uh front office but here's the the but if, mm-hmm. if uh Yan Gian- like let's say just for Giannis because he's the face of the team if let's say Giannis wanted to keep Budenholzer around and he really liked him this is the type of move that as loyal as Giannis has been to the Bucks, if he's not, if he really had a th- strong connection with Budenholzer and he really doesn't like him getting fired, this is the type of move that could, uh, drive a, a guy like him to try like have problems with this organization and possibly you know leave or do something like that. So know. You know as long I'm I'm just gonna wrap this up as long as uh. The the main stars on this team, especially honest, were in support of this move. Then I think it was a good move, because he definitely did not coach well enough in the in these
0: playoffs. Eric Spoelstra definitely out coached Budenholzer by a lot. But keep he, in mind, keep... I've read an article that during the series, his brother died in a car accident in Arizona. Really? Yeah. Let me look that up. Yeah. He died in a car accident during the series. I don't care what you're doing. You leave your job and you go to be with your family.
1: Dang.
0: Yeah, you don't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, like, like that was, it was shocking That's, because yeah. okay, it well, wouldn't explain team.
1: how he wasn't the best in coaching this series. He's probably had a lot on his mind. I don't know, but
0: I mean, the thing that I found really stupid was that that game time play for Jimmy Butler. They had Brooke Lopez in the game. He took him out. Coach Bud, what in the world were you thinking? What were you thinking by taking your defensive player of the year candidate out of the game? 2.1 seconds left. You need a stop. This is defense. This is not offense. This is defensive stuff. Your defensive player of the year candidate, take him out of the game. What are you thinking? Like, that was really, like, when it happened, as I was watching the game, when it happened, Lopez, you're like, what are are you doing? Like, why are you taking him out of the game? There's two seconds left. And when he hit the shot, Bud never took a timeout. It was point five seconds. Christian, do you think you have enough time to catch and shoot in point five seconds?
1: Yeah, that's like the, basically the the
0: time it takes. You move it into the front court. You either get a tip in, or oh, you could still get a jump shot. Oh yeah, or you can get it's a jump just has shot, be, but it, it, just has, it would have to be quick. Right away. Yeah, you ca- You has, it has to be catch and shoot. Um, but it's just like like what are you doing in that situation in that scenario? Why would you take on your defensive player of the year when you when your season's on the line? Okay, Fitz, I, I just want to
1: direct this a little more. So, do you because it seems like you're going in this direction, Fitz? Do are you in support or are you in favor or not in favor of this
0: decision by the Bucks? I'm going to ask you. Um, I'm not in favor of it. Because, oh, really? Yeah. It because, seems like you've been talking like you are in favor of it. Well, I'm talking about some His of the mistakes? mistakes he's made. Yeah. yeah. You may, every coach makes mistakes. No, no coach is perfect.
1: That's true, but like, th- this is when things got to tighten up and you got to coach your best in the playoffs. I no, I
0: mean it's the business. I mean, but I don't, I don't agree with it because they had the best record in the regular season. Yeah. Um. Like we talk about the teams, teams in the regular season versus teams in the playoffs. We talk. We talk about that all the time, don't do we not? Yeah, like at, at the end
1: of the day, regular season doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And in, in I mean, terms regular of regular season, you gotta to keep be healthy. But compared to the playoffs, you throw that. You throw that. You all aside. The playoffs is the playoffs. Um, I am not in favor of it just because. Uh, but the only reason because of that is they had the best record in the. They had the best record in the NBA at the end of the regular season. Like if they would be in Boston situation, I would be like, "Oh, that's a great move, get them out of there." But yeah. since they had the best record in the regular season, the regular season is how you get to the playoffs. Okay, well
1: then I want to ask you another question. Do you think, Fire it's, away.
0: it's the roster that,
1: or that made it them have the best record in the ABA with Giannis being one of the most dominant players in the nba and the they have a pretty deep team or do you do, or do you think coach budenholz had a big part of them being the number one seed or do you think any average coach like if we took let's say uh who's just an average coach let's just say darvin ham no he's he, he's he's a pretty good coach i'd say like uh new orleans no oh, or yeah willie green Millican coach let's just say willie him. green if you took him and put him, made him coach the Bucks, do you think they would be the number one seed, or or do you think Budenholzer I don't think was that, uh, a big part of them? Budenholzer the was seed.
0: a big part. The I mean, like, and the reason why I'm not on, I think it was Budenholzer because in the three of the five, three of the five years that he was in Milwaukee, they had the best record in the regular season. Three out of five years that he was in Milwaukee, they had the best record in the at the end of the regular season. That's I think that's 100%. I think that's 100% Budenholzer. Because with the two... Um, w- w- those Would two, Would you not give Giannis the, credit, though, for that? I'd give Giannis credit, but, I mean, Budenholzer has this system. And you don't have... And those first two perfect best record in the regular seasons, they didn't have Drew Holiday. Well, Drew Holiday was not on the team yet.
1: Yeah, it was Eric right?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, and well, credit, Mike Boonholzer helped them win a, chip, a championship. I think that was, Giannis was, a, Giannis was a big part, but I think part of that was Coach Boonholzer let Giannis play. That's what the great coaches do for great players, they let them play. They don't get up in their business. Like you don't see Devin Ham getting up in LeBron James' face, being like, oh, you should do this, you should do that, pass the ball, move the offense. No, you let the good players play. That's what Coach Booneholzer did with Giannis. You let the good players play, in my, in my opinion. So. Um, but, but, Christian, do you any, think
1: – If another coach would just let Giannis play, would that mean they're a really good
0: coach? It mm. depends on how the record is. Well, I'm well. we'll that I mean, be... a good coach can let Giannis play, but if the team's not doing well, then that's not the best coach.
1: Yeah. Well, this is. I think this is going to be similar to a. Um, I'm not saying that the like it's totally similar, but you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick how they got split up. Coach Boonhole is definitely going to get a, a new job in the NBA at some point. Oh, for sure. Because he's one of the best coaches. He's one of
0: the he and he's one coach. of the. Yeah, he's won a he's won a championship. He's led. He's he's won Coach of the Year twice. He's had um, th- three of the f- last five best records in the NBA. Um, and yeah, he, and he. But I think part of his part of Boonholder's greatness was he was an assistant for Greg Popovich for a long time.
1: Yeah, well. Well, just like I was going to say, uh, Tom like Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, when they got split up, I'm not saying the booneholzer Giannis combination is anything like that because they won seven championships, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did. But when they got split up, we saw that Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, they really did not do too well. And they have not been doing too well since his absence. And then Tom Brady went on to win a championship without Bill Belichick in uh-huh. Tampa Bay. So, you know, this next year and this next coming years, whenever – Boonholzer gets a job. We'll see how. Uh, we'll see it all shake out. We'll see like yeah. how impactful Boonholzer was to Giannis. Like, this we'll is not. If had if Giannis has a drop off in the next next year or the next couple of years, and we'll see if Boonholzer can find success somewhere else where he's not going to get it, and he, he might not necessarily get have a player like Giannis to work with. So we'll yeah, see how this is
0: not the end. Like this is not a rebuilding process for um, the Bucks because. They yeah. got some they got some candidates out there. They got Kenny Atkinson uh, who has coached Brooklyn. They got Nick Mike Nurse. D'Antoni. they got Nick Nurse, they got Frank Vogel, they got Mark Jackson potentially. Frank um, Vogel, he could be a good one. Yeah. I mean, Frank Vogel he's coached Paul George, he's coached LeBron James. He's coached some good players.
1: Who who would you rather have as a coach, Nick Nurse or Frank Vogel to both of uh, Nick uh, Nurse, finals winning coach. Coaches. Nick Nurse. Why would you say that?
0: Just because... Um, I mean... He, in his first season, they won the championship. And they beat us to get to the finals. And that Raptor team was a good team. Like... And it just shows what... Um, a good... A superstar can do. No, The reason why... Frank Vogel um, got fired was because LeBron James took over Rajpalinka's job, um, but I'm, I think I'd also rather have Nick Nurse because in his in his first season, Dwayne Casey got fired. They could have easily looked at somebody else. No, they picked somebody from his staff. They picked Nick Nurse. They got him Kawhi. They got him the people. Like it was not. It's not something that I mean. Like Kawhi, Kawhi and Nick Nurse only played one year together. They won a championship. That was like this, and I think I'd rather have him because the only reason why the Lakers really won the championship was the bubble. And the reason was because LeBron and Anthony Davis just couldn't be stopped. Like, I think so. You're not going to give him
1: full credit for that bubble win? Never. Really? Never. Don't you think it was tougher than an actual, a regular championship, though? Because they weren't able to see their families and it was just all different.
0: No, that's just sacrifice. That's not tougher. That's not winning a tougher championship. Well, exactly. Sacrifice is a big part of winning a championship. Well, I'm saying, like, you don't have to deal with the fans in the arenas. Like, you don't have to worry about people booing you at the free throw line. Like, all the distractions. Yeah, that's a good point. It was just like you were playing in a high school gym. Hmm.
1: So you're saying based on the fan aspect?
0: Yes, I think. Well, yes, fans are a huge part of the game.
1: Yeah, but you then also, they what they didn't have any human interaction basically outside of their team. They weren't able to interact with their families, like in person to person. They weren't able to see people, their loved ones. So that that made that definitely made it difficult.
0: Well, Anthony Davis has no loved ones. What? Not not really people that like love him. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like we have we have we don't. I'm, what I'm saying is we haven't. we don't we haven't really heard of his family. Like we've heard of LeBron's LeBron's two sons. They're projected to be top picks
1: in the draft. So you're saying because Anthony Davis doesn't have sons, he doesn't have loved ones. Well, I'm, not, I'm
0: not saying that. It's just like he has he didn't didn't make I, i'm not i'm not saying that i think i said it wrong um i apologize i think what i meant to say is that anthony davis didn't make as big of a family sacrifice as lebron did
1: okay i'll give lebron credit
0: for be i'll give lebron credit for um being in that situation uh for being away from family for so long i mean about that like LeBron has a family. AD doesn't have any children. And again, I completely I apologize means, I apologize for uh I apologize for the comment. It's I fine, know. but yeah,
1: that that's a good point though. I can relate to that because you know during COVID I didn't see my dad for two months. Yeah, when like it's I mean
0: mm-hmm, Yeah, for sure. Okay. But I have one I more
1: know. question, uh going back a bit to the Bucks before we move on to the Warriors game. Uh, do you think because Darvin Ham was a assistant coach for under Coach Boonholzer before he got the Lakers job? Do you mm-hmm. think the loss of uh, Darvin Ham what could have been, like was a big factor in like why the like the Bucks didn't have as much success like in the playoffs and stuff?
0: Not exactly. Um, I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the main focal team. I'm not
1: saying the main. I'm just saying. Do you think it's a factor? A
0: very small factor. Because I think he had, a good rela- he had a good relationship with Giannis. He had a good relationship with Chris Middleton. He had a good relationship with Juha. He had good relationships with a lot of those players. Like, when the Bucks played the Lakers, like, all of those guys went up and hugged him because they missed him. Like, he has a good relationship with all those people. I mean, yeah. but, like, I, I don't, I mean... Me personally I don't like seeing the Lakers do well just because I don't I'm not a fan of them. But I mean I, I don't think yeah I mean it's a little factor, but it's not the main focalty Okay. Yeah. I I think the another factor was because I mean the regular season like we nobody we were unstoppable we had a 16 game winning streak going for us um <laughs> yeah that was, that was unfortunate when it ended um but like we were the team to beat in the regular season and i think that well first of all if we if we would have played the hawks we would have smoked them 100% 100%. Like, we would be in the second round if we played that. Oh, no, they got Ice Tray. Dude, Ice Tray only had one good game. <laughs> one good game. The only time he had a good game was when it actually mattered. Like, it was one good game. That was it. We could totally smoke them. Besides, if you want to, that might sound really stupid for this, but if you want to injure their players, you just have one of your benchwarmers, your trash players, go in and get a hard foul and injure them.
1: Damn, Fitz, you getting dark over here? Yeah, oh. Fitz, you better you better watch your mouth because maybe that's what the other teams will do to you uh, <laughs> this season.
0: I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
1: You're looking forward um, to it?
0: Yeah. Just, I don't know. Um, all right. Let's move on to
1: the Warriors game. Wait. Are we going to talk about the Celtics game today?
0: Or no? Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the Celtics game a little bit. I, I would, The main – I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. The main focal T I just want to talk about is um, – JT? No.
1: Them, yeah, the
0: six, no, 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 none of that. The sixers with Embiid versus without Embiid game one to game two. That's the main thing. Game one. Well, I think Harden was also a factor for that. Um, two for 14. Uh-huh. 45 points in game one. 11 points in game two. I think Harden was a factor for that. But, I mean... Jason Tatum had seven points. Seven points. That's not a good game, shooting-wise, for JT. Like, we've seen him at way better games. JT, four, three! You're so full, of yourself. So, um, but... Excuse I, me. I think... I think the point... Is is that Joel Embiid? Without him, they played better. And when Harden was playing better, they were playing better. Well,
1: he did have a freaking brace on. I mean, he's playing. He's battling through that MCL. Well. Okay, now I got. I got. He could gotta be gotta out for six for weeks, and I think he was
0: only out for like three. In game two. Hey, well, in game one. Sixers won by four points. In game two, they got blown out by 34. Do you think Embiid slowed down their offense?
1: Did Embiid slow down their offense? Okay, well, they definitely uh, played a different... I heard the announcers talking about this, which is why I'm going to say something similar. But when the Celtics, they match up very well against teams, normal built teams. When you have like guys like Embiid, a center Robert Williams can guard him one on one. Obviously, Embiid's still gonna put up no, or that center or Embiid will say he's still gonna put up some numbers on Robert Williams, but he's a pretty good defender. And so it was like, you know, Al Horford's all right too. But when you have Embiid out and they're playing small ball, that's not a te- type the type of uh, teams that the Celtics are used to playing. So they struggled against that, and then also Harden had 45. So that's what I'm going to say too. Harden didn't show up in game two. They needed the 76ers looking back, we can say they needed a similar type game of out of Harden, a big game for them to win. If they were to win game two, because MB coming off injury. He's going to, he's not going to be himself for maybe in the next couple games in this series, maybe this whole series, because he's, Coming off an injury that, as I said earlier, could take six weeks to heal from. And he's coming back in three. He's rushing himself to get to get back in the series. So um, that's a big factor. Tyrese Maxey didn't do as well. He only had 13 as well. So those are all three big factors onto the difference between game one and game two. Game one was a different type of team than Boston had been playing. This. This, this whole year, small ball lineup. And they probably were a little too comfort, relaxed in terms of facing the Embiid-less 76ers. But in Game 2, uh, the Boston was fed up with... They were Matt, pissed off after losing Game 1 in their home court to the Embiid-less 76ers. They came out with fire, and Embiid and Maxi. Didn't show up. I mean, Harden and Maxey didn't show up. B did his best. He only shot nine shots. He definitely wasn't himself. He still had five blocks. He was, But his team didn't help him out to the degree that they needed to win.
0: Did you see him after his press conference? No. Like, he had a hard time getting up. Well, yeah. he as a, Yeah, like, I, I've talked he about his like, injuries. but be- was like... Severe. Severe injury. Like he, I, I, well, yeah. But, I mean, like, a, like, afterward, he was like, not himself. Like He had yeah. a hard time walking. Like, he almost fell off the stairs, which are like two feet high. Yeah. I mean, he was not himself. I mean, you could tell that it got to him. But, look, he's, he's the MVP for a reason. He's a fighter, 100%. Yeah. You got to go out there and do what you got to do for your team. Alright, Christian, take away the Warrior game. Oh goody. I know you're very excited about that. Well, fitz what are
1: the what are the Warriors ranking your top favorite teams?
0: Um the Warriors. Uh well I mean I like the Splash brothers and Splash Nephew and Klay Thompson, Steph Curry and Jordan Poole. Um. Out of, like, the 30? What? Out of the 30? What do you mean, out of the 30? Out of the
1: 30 teams. Sure. Well, I know you used to like them, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I used to like them. Well, I'm saying like where them. do they rank now in terms of your top favorite team? So I'm sure they're out there.
0: Yeah, definitely top 10. Top 10? Yeah. So give us your but, top
1: five, then, if you're saying they're at 10. Top 10.
0: hmm yeah. I mean, I like, I like the Celtics. I mean, their team is good. Your rivals in the East. The mm. only reason why I like them is because I'm Irish. Okay, so That's it. you got Bucks number one,
1: you got Suns number two. So are mm-hmm. the Celtics number three? Well, who else would be out there? You're, I'm just saying your top favorite teams. Yeah, you like that. You because there's like.
0: not, there's no. There's no uh, it, lately, it's been number four would have to be the Thunder, just because they got a great. They got co- their coach was coach of the year. They got Jalen. They had a really turnaround year this year. Thunder, okay, yeah, the Thunder were really uh, legit. Uh, golders Alexander was an All Star. Jalen Williams, J Dub. Uh, I know Mike Green had a hard time with that stuff. I got it right, Mike Green. Um, okay. But I think that. Really, honestly, I think like they're just they're such a young team, they have so much potential. This is just the beginning for them. And did you hear what Kevin Durant said about them? They're young. No, I wish I would have had that. I wish he could the play as them in Call of Duty. Yeah, too? no, no, <laughs> I know, I know, I know you're a little, uh, I know you're a little on with Kevin Durant and Call of Duty. Um, they're on Booker's too. I know, I know. Devin Booker, do you see what Devin Booker tweeted? Yep, I'm so jealous. <laughs>
1: but hey, I think... Devin Booker, get off the Call of Duty and go try to win this series. Yeah, he's yeah. turning into Kyler Murray.
0: He's also. Uh, I won't. I won't say that. Um, Why is it always
1: the Phoenix players?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Fitz, what's going on in Phoenix?
0: Dude, nothing is going on in Phoenix. <laughs> Everybody just wants the Suns to win tomorrow. That's what's going on in Phoenix.
1: <laughs> well, he's got to focus in on the game and not Kevin Durant getting a Call of Duty character. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: well, gotta that's got we gotta, expect gotta, from Kyler Murray. Not oh, Devin dude. Oh, yeah, and Kyler Murray is a part of the FaZe Clan. <laughs> <laughs> phase yep, phase up, phase rug, bro. Um, but I mean, yeah, just gotta focus. The, the look, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. People in Phoenix <laughs> are nervous. Chris Paul is officially out for Game Three. They probably and, looked him out for the next couple games too. I know, but the I saw that officially today. I'm like. Then what was that speculation about him missing games three through five? Like you're hey. officially calling him out now. What was he before that? going to just say old on why he's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I told <laughs> I told like somebody are. that you. I told them. I told somebody that you told me that he should retire. Yeah. And they're like, I, they're like, I'd agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. See. I mean, uh, getting support, dude. Don't start with that. Um, are you? Well, I guess you really like Chris Paul. Well, I don't want him to quit. Like, it's just like a little injury. Quit?
1: He's had a long, illustrious career. That has zero championships. Okay. Well, he, he, he the the his most competitive roster that he was on were late in his career. I guess. They, uh, he never got a team really built around him.
0: I don't know. I Man, he
1: can join. He can join the club with Charles Barkley.
0: Yeah. Chris Paul never won an MVP. At least Charles got that under his belt. Yeah. Um. Okay. But let's move on to the war again. Okay, so again. basically.
1: You never really gave me your t- your where they ranked, but what what the point was is Seven. the Warriors. I've had a lot of fun watching them. They're probably my second favorite team now, even though I do like the Clippers. When the Clippers oh. play
0: the Warriors, oh, oh, you were getting me on me for liking the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see how it is. I you see how, how it is? is. I wasn't getting. Yeah, on I, you. I was just asking questions. Yeah, you were getting on me about it.
1: I wasn't. Oh, getting on oh, me.
0: your rivals. Yeah, you're oh, right. Well,
1: the the Clippers and the Warriors aren't really rivals. The Clippers haven't done anything in the postseason. But okay. anyway, yeah, like when the Clippers play the Warriors in the regular season, it's always annoying watching Steph Curry cook. But otherwise, when he plays other teams, it's, it's really fun. But anyway, <laughs> the Warriors came out firing, blasting, and they tore up the Lakers. And final score. 21,
0: th- 21 threes for the second game in a row.
1: Yeah. The score is 127 to 100. I, I really thought they did a good job. They really listened to me and did a lot of the things I said that they needed to do. They really held the Lakers to way less free throws. 17. And I think a lot of those came uh in the in the dead, 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 dead time or whatever. Um. Uh, and you know it was a blowout when both teams subbed out their players with ten minutes left in the game.
0: No, no, no. Darvin Ham took LeBron James and Anthony Davis out with like three, like two minutes left in the third quarter.
1: Okay, well Curry was still in until ten minutes in the fourth.
0: Yeah, I'm saying both teams.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Le- LeBron only, the Warriors. LeBron only played twenty eight minutes.
0: What? Well. I asked you at the beginning of the episode, what do you think they needed to do? So, do you think this will go again? Like, do you think people – we know a lot of people hate the Lakers. Do you think people will be digging on – do you think First stake will be digging on them tomorrow morning?
1: Uh, Well, I can tell you what they're going to be digging on. It starts with A and ends with D.
0: Mm. Anthony
1: Day-to-Day Davis. Day to day, in terms of his injuries, and day to day, in terms of how he when he's good,
0: I love that. Perfect,
1: yep. yep. he he really fits in that name,
0: yeah. Hey, and all created by me. No, Anthony day- is that Anthony Day Day Davis? It's, do not take credit
1: for that, buddy. I told oh, that, I told that, I told that, that it, on this podcast. I, B.S. No, I told one. Fitz?
0: No. Fitz? <laughs> Are
1: you what? kidding me? I'm, I'm not. I have a very good memory. You can, you know directions very well, but fits. you're not going <laughs> to win this one. I was the one that told you. Someone else, I think, one of my friends maybe in California or something told me it. But, oh, yeah, his name is Michael. And hmm. he was in freshman year, and he told me this. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. And I brought it to this podcast, and I told you. So do not take credit for that, buddy. Okay. Do not take credit. Okay, whatever Whatever you want to say. I know you have a I'll good let,
0: memory.
1: I'll let you have it. Yeah? Okay. I'll let you have it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm going to finish my little uh, wrap-up of the game or whatever. Um, talking about the game. Mm-hmm. I really thought, you know, Curry, he had 20 points, but I really thought he played such a good game. Uh, twenty points. He was super efficient. Seven for twelve from the f- for, from the field. Three for five from three. Had some spectacular threes. Uh, really contested threes. He had crazy shot. Uh, against two guys uh, falling down. Um, and he had twelve assists, which he really got his teammates going. And uh, give, you got to give a lot of credit to Steve Kerr. He saw how the Warriors, how the Lakers played. The Warriors in game one, as I said on the podcast before, I thought Steve Kerr needed to make some big adjustments because the, the Lakers are played a style of defense that the Warriors are not used to. And uh, he really made some big adjustments. Curry did too. He was really unselfish. He didn't take a ton of shots. He got everyone involved.
0: Yeah, some he had 12 Lakers. assists. I yeah. think because the Lakers were done. Jared Vanderbilt played amazing defense in game one. Yeah. Like, he played amazing defense in game one. And I think with that being said, Curry, I think that led to Curry's 12 assists.
1: Well, and if you remember in game one, Curry was playing a little more off the ball in mm-hmm. game one. And so when come, when they would try to set him up with screens and stuff, Jared Vanderbilt was just following. Um, and, you know, Curry, how he, you know how he usually, like, runs the baseline and stuff like that? the Lakers were playing, doing a really good job of like being physical with him, not letting him get the ball very often. And when he did, he was getting, catching the ball and having to go from there. And it wasn't really effective in game one, but in game two, Curry was playing more more with the ball in his hands, which is why he was dishing out, dishing out dimes to everyone. And I thought that that was really good. Um, And I just got to give a lot of credit to Steve Kerr. He really out-coached Darvin Ham this game. I got to um, give a
0: lot of credit to – I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to Jermichael Green.
1: Yeah. Dude, so many guys stepped up today. Yeah. Jermichael Green stepped in for Kevon Looney, who was sick with an illness, but he still gave them a good good 12 minutes, six points, eight rebounds. But Jermichael Green really played his tail off.
0: Yeah. I got to give Jermichael Green a lot of credit. He was not known as much as a shooter. He was more known as a big man. He got, he shot the ball well. He had like three threes, I think. Two yeah. or three threes? Yeah.
1: Three threes?
0: Yeah. He, I mean, he, I think two of them were early. I know that. Well, yeah, uh, and he
1: played 13 minutes at 15 points. Anthony Davis played
0: 33 and at 11. Hmm. I love how that math adds up. Um, but I I just gotta get, like every like everybody stepped up for Golden State tonight. Dante DiVincenzo hit some shots. Really, um, that hustle play? Did you
1: see him getting on the floor for that? I did, I did, and that's when Curry hit that tough shot. Uh, how how
0: come you couldn't do that in Milwaukee, Dante? <laughs> Very curious. Um, but anyway, I mean, like Dante – Dante Vincenzo, he's been, uh, he's had that. Remember, he had the thirty-one. Oh, you weren't a basketball fan at the time, but he had thirty-one points in the national championship game. That uh, won the I remember title. watching
1: that on. U- I watched highlights of that on YouTube recently.
0: Yeah, like he just like he he's been in that he's been in a situation like that before where the lights have been at their brightest. Yeah, people just underestimate him during their that Bucs championship run because he was injured the whole postseason. Okay. He can play. So yeah, I also want to give a lot
1: of credit to Clay Thompson Um, Mm -hmm. and Jordan Poole. Well, Jordan Poole did all right, but Clay Thompson, going into this game, he knew he was gonna have to step up because a lot of attention was gonna be shown at Curry. Uh, You know, the Lakers were gonna try to defense defend really heavily against him. And what did he do? Oh, he just dropped eight eight threes, super efficient, just like eleven for eighteen. Had a had a cool thirty. And was very effective. Um, Did you know his dad? He was doing doing good on the defensive end too.
0: Did you know uh, Clay Thompson's dad, Michael Thompson, is the uh, radio Lakers radio analyst? Well, I I saw him on the headset. Yeah, so they kept pointing back and forth at Clay and his dad. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, funny. And Clay Thompson's brother actually plays for the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, he had. I think he had
1: like a. A really good game this year I think he had like mm. two or three homers in a game
0: mm-hmm. yeah so the Thompson family is really into athletics
1: okay and now I want to talk about Jordan Poole All right, so he
0: didn't do the best and
1: I, I really thought I really hope that I thought he passed up some open looks which you know happens to everyone but I really hope he hasn't been paying attention to like social media during this time I hope he has deactivated or he should I think he should deactivate his phone just like or his social media just like LeBron does pretty much every playoffs but you know you are you you've serious you you've heard all the um, what's it called the uh, speculation well no the criticism he's got for shooting that deep three you know there's not a lot of criticism
0: mm-hmm. I about know.
1: that and I, I really hope that hasn't got to his head because there's some place where I thought he he wasn't himself tonight. And, you know, I, when, in particular, I remember – I know Klay Thompson is hot – was hot throughout the game, but when you're Jordan Poole and you're in transition and you've got an open layup, I think he should have it, take, taken those types of shots. Like, he had an open layup. He kicked it out to uh, Clay Thompson instead. Well, it wasn't a wide open layup, but it's a, it, it was a layup that he would usually go for. But instead, he kicked it out for Thompson for a contested three you missed. So, just like mm-hmm. those type of plays – like, the Jordan Poole usually will be aggressive and take that. So, yeah. I, I just think he needs to calm down. Uh, he had a really – he needs to keep his head up. He had a good game one. He just missed a deep three and, um, you know, return to himself. Um, one thing that I think uh, – this is criticism, but, like, I just can't help but notice – um, I, I'm not, I'm not in a, a, a huge position to talk, but I'm just gonna give some, um, uh, my opinion. I feel like, have you noticed this, Fitz? When he shoots a lot of threes, he he does a lot of leg kicks and like flails his legs a lot. Hmm. And I think that's not the best, and that you know, we shot over two from three point line. He, and I think he could be a much more efficient three point shooter. Um, if he he would just you know keep his legs under him and you know have a in line jump shot or like his, his jump shot's good. He just, I just think he needs to keep his legs under him more and not do all that extra stuff when he shoots. So well, I want,
0: I, I have a feeling that Cause he only shoots 33
1: and, from three this year.
0: And I, ha, it's a, and to what you were saying, I have been noticing that he kicks his legs out, but I think part of that is to draw an offensive foul, which gets uh, a little, a um, little breaking news for you, Jordan. That never yeah. works. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Clay Thompson doesn't do that all the like, time. What do? You...
1: Steph Curry doesn't really do that all the time. He does it sometimes, but he doesn't do it all the time. Yeah,
0: like a say. lot of Steph Curry's four point plays so people just try to run into him by guarding him.
1: Yeah, and he'll like take like, a shot when people are trailing him and he'll just pull up right away and they mm-hmm. run into him. Yeah.
0: And, like they're not kicking their legs out every play. Yeah. That messes up your follow through as well.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm not I'm not I'm not an NBA guy. Jordan Poole's put in the work and he he deserves everything, but I just think in the offseason, because, you know, he's not going to change everything, change the way he shoots during this year. But I think in the offseason, he should definitely work out, work on, like, keeping I, – I hope his shooting coach helps him, like, just keep his legs under him, not fill your legs out all the time. But, you know, that doesn't – Because a with, lot – he tries to him.
0: draw fouls. Yeah. Most of the time, it's an offensive foul on him when he does that. Yep. Which makes no sense. Well,
1: he had five personal fouls tonight,
0: so... You know, you know, who, de- you know who kicked the leg out a lot?
1: Uh, let me think. Harden.
0: No. Well, yeah. So. But not... Yeah, 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 you're right. But that's not the one who I was thinking of. I was thinking of Jason Kidd. Well, I, I didn't watch a lot of old school basketball, so okay. It's me yeah. On. But, um... Yeah, he kicked out. He kicked out the leg a lot on threes, just to draw, try and draw well, fouls. The rules but... have
1: changed since then. They don't just call it every time. I know.
0: And I I mean, but yeah, he intentionally. But he like he intentionally put his leg out, and if he did not, then the defender would have just gone right by him, and wouldn't have touched him. But he put his leg out, and that's what made it him run into him. Yeah, Draymond. I know times to... triple double. Yeah, Draymond Green is he's is a is a is, he's a lot. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Okay. So I talked about the Warriors and stuff. I'm, now I'm going to put turn it over to you. Uh, first you can talk about the Lakers. I mean the Warriors in a little bit if you want to too. But I want to ask you, what do you think the Lakers need to do better? Um. Like maybe like in general as a team and then specifically individual players
0: who need to what do they need to do? Well, I think as a team, game one they did an amazing job on Steph Curry defensively. Um they got him they got him uncomfortable. They made him for they made they double teamed him, which made him pass the ball more. Um they definitely watched some film for from the Sacramento series because I feel I was kind of laughing at first because when the war, when the Lakers started double steaming Steph, that's what the Warriors were doing to De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So I started laughing at that. I'm like, that's when your medicine, that's when your own medicine comes back to bite you. Because you people watch these film and they, oh, they watch it, the defense. Oh, I want to try. How about, how about we try this on them? See how it works. And it worked. I, I think Jared Vanderbilt was kind of run down. Didn't have the best game. It's did you see that early. scary fall he had? Yeah, I did. No, actually, no, I did not.
1: Oh, he had a he had a fall where it looked like he could have torn his ACL, like, or not like, yeah, like he landed, he got caught up with, um, I forgot. I think it was he was going for a rebound or something, and his he his leg went out. His leg like went, his knee bent really weird. Ew. But he was okay. But you know, I don't know if that yeah. affected him. Well, maybe it did. Well, was it early in the game? Uh, it wasn't early, but it was like I think halfway
0: through. The half... I I don't exactly remember. I think it was halfway through the game. Okay, but I mean, I only watched the first part of the game, and before uh, that was before, and he didn't wasn't looking the best on defense. Yeah. So they probably went downhill. I also I think individually the Lakers have <laughs> to have a better. Offensive game. Like, LeBron has to be better. Anthony Davis has to be better. I mean, you look at Anthony Davis's game one and game two stats, you think, oh, this is a completely different person. 100%. Yeah. True. So, that. And then I think um, the Lakers got to look for different targets because if the Warriors do indeed bring that double-team defense, they – if they bring that back, the Lakers got to learn how to go through it, and they gotta. I think if they if the Warriors do bring that back, I think other guys for the Lakers got to step up, like Austin Reeves. Um, Definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: He he was three for eleven tonight, seven points.
0: Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder
1: not gonna get it done.
0: Yeah, for sure. Dennis Schroeder got to step up in that instance.
1: Four points.
0: Uh, Daniel Russell?
1: Yep, 5
0: for 12, 10 points. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, obviously. I think we t- we just talked about that, though. Yeah, 2 for 7, 6 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the- but a lot of those guys, like, two of the guys were brought, the Lakers, they've completely changed their roster from the beginning of the season. Like, they showed a thing at the beginning of the telecast that said, uh, Lakers like Lakers stats at opening day versus the Warriors. Half the squad was on that team. Was still on the team. Yeah. Russell Westbrook was gone. Patrick Beverly was gone. They both want none was gone. Oh, no. I know. I dude, I saw that. I started. <laughs> I started dying. I started dying. <laughs> <because I'm> like, <laughs> it's not. It like, why would you want rings? <laughs> like you don't get the you don't get to do the champagne shower afterward. Like, to me, that would not be worth it. Like, I'd rather yeah. have a ring where I'm actually on the team.
1: Yeah, that's a that's how a lot of NBA players
0: look. But I guess those
1: guys think differently.
0: Of course, Patrick Beverly thinks differently. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. was a little surprised by rest work, but. Mm, no. You know, well, Patrick Beverly said, so was I for the Westbrook thing. But I'm not surprised about Patrick Beverly. Yeah, like, I'm not. Point, the, point the guy a. that brought up the camera in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was so dumb. I was, I started dying laughing when I saw that. I oh, know. Because I'm like, how stupid are you?
1: What, he thought he, was, he wasn't going to get a tech or something?
0: I think uh, he was trying to. But, I mean, oh, and what I saw the other day is that Luka Doncic cusses at uh, officials in four different languages to avoid technical fouls. <laughs> it doesn't work that well. <laughs> uh, well, uh yeah you just had, how many did you have this year like oh a lot <laughs> but i mean i remember um when i was at the game in dallas Giannis hit him in his cojones and then afterward he went over to the he was looking at the ref and he started pointing at his balls <laughs> like where's the call and he started like and, – and then he started putting the – and then he started doing the blocking thing in front of him and then he kept pointing – and then he pointed at his balls and He's like, where's the call? Like, is it – he's not Draymond Green. Get – put the call against him. Yeah. I still can't believe Draymond Green didn't get ejected from that game. He kicked Steven Adams in the balls. <laughs> Kick the nut, Draymond. <laughs> Hit the nut, uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. no, Dylan Brooks don't do that. He did against LeBron. Remember? Well, Draymond Green did it intentionally. Dylan Brooks did it on an accident. Also, yeah. it's different with your leg versus your hand.
1: Well, like yeah. Dylan Brooks
0: was trying to get the ball and he hit LeBron in the nuts. Draymond Green, Green kicked it. Draymond Green kicked with his leg and intentionally did that to Stephen Adams. Hit the nut, Brooks. Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. Um. But I think overall, the Lakers, they just got to have a better offensive game. I think they passed up a lot of – they're not a good three-point shooting team. And I think that's the difference between the Warriors and them. Yeah. Like, the difference from game one was the Warriors did not get to the free throw line at all. That's the difference from game one. The difference from game two is that the Lakers were not a good shooting team. That's that. Well, the so. – yeah.
1: I, I definitely agree. I want to add on to that because the Lakers, they definitely need to keep it close games in the series uh, because like you said, they're not a very good three-point shooting team. So if the if the clip, I mean, the if the Warriors start going off, it's going to be harder for the Lakers to regain the lead because they're not, they're going to have to mostly get it back in twos or free throws because they're not a big free throw shooting team. I mean, three, three point shooting team. So that's why, they need to keep it close, or ha, you know, have have a lead, and oftentimes, in order for them to come out victorious, because um, it's harder for them to make threes and two twos. When you score, when you're scoring twos, and the other teams are scoring threes, most of the time, except for game one, because the Lakers hit freaking twenty free throws, most of the time, it's not going to result well for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think that the Warriors not the Warriors, the Lakers have to win these two games at home because we've seen what the Warriors have done at home when they're, like, on a roll. Also, um, the Lakers knew they had to they had to win at least one road game in the series. They already got that done. So if you win the next three at home, you're going to the Western Conference Finals.
1: Well, yeah, like you said, the Warriors, they, they can get off quick. They won three in a row against the tough Sacramento team. They did lose game six, but... They won games three, four, and five. Sacramento won six, and then the the Warriors finished it up in game seven. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Anything,
0: quickly. Yeah, and that team is hard to defend when they're when, – when Curry, Thompson, and Poole are hot, they're 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 a hard team to beat, for sure. And when Poole's having his pool party. Yeah, pool party, it's a pool party. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, all right, anything else you want to add?
1: No, no, this was a good all one. Right.
0: Yeah, this was a really good one, other than some of the stuff that uh, the comments that we made. But other than that, hour, really good, minutes? dude. I- I'll take it. I know uh, my, friend, my friends, were berating um, my friends would be rating me. My friends would be rating me of how long these are ep- how long our ep- recent episodes were.
1: Well, these are like normal podcasts, Like if you look
0: at exactly. Podcasts. That's what I said. I'm yeah. like, you want a normal, like you want a normal podcast, like people. They also, they, I'm like, they started telling me all this stuff. I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about right now. They also, like, they said that, um, you have, Well, first of all, make the podcast shorter. I'm like, people want to keep listening to you if you want to have more. They're like, also keep it on a mystery. I'm like, why? Yeah, I started dying laughing because I'm like, you don't leave your episodes on a mystery because you don't know when you're gonna do another one again. (laughs) Like if we would have, if we would have, if every every episode we did, every episode we did of season four, if that would have been a mystery, our fans would have been like dying for a month trying to know what we were gonna talk about next. Yeah, a month or two months at least. But I'm just super glad that we're doing this consistently, man. Yeah, it's fine. I really am. It's awesome. We love, to, we love doing this. Uh, Alright, we gotta get to bed. We, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, thank you guys so... Christian. Uh, stop messing around with your mic. Um, but, thank you guys so much. For, you've got to be kidding me. Christian. What? Stop. <laughs> uh, but, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We'll try to... So apologies again for um, it being so long, but the, if for all of you, those who, who listened to the whole thing, thank you so much, and we'll try to get more episodes to you guys in the future. I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Because am And we'll see you guys later. See, see ya. ya.